This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Ryan Russ. Thank you, Sid. Today on Messianic Vision, our guest is Andrew Tao. And Andrew, you have a powerful new book called The Triple Threat Anointing. And uh, it's basically uh, what what I learned is it's a prophetic announcement that there's a day approaching where God's just going to move uh, not among the so-called superstar evangelists and prophets, but he's going to use ordinary people to be equipped with his triple threat threat anointing this triple threat move of god and and this just sounds good well i'm i'm really excited about this book and the anointing of god this movement that is taking place you know god is saying he is raising up warriors in this hour that are going to be equipped with the the oil of salvation the gifts of the spirit moving out in healing and deliverance and uh, we are going to see the greatest move of God that we have ever experienced before. I love the thought of that. Now, Andrew, you have been serving God for almost 40 years, and you're only 42 years old, because in your book you talk about how—and I, I love this, and I was talking to Sid about this the other day, and, and he, he just loves this whole uh, thing that happened to you at the age of four— you encountered the glory. Now, it's not just you had a visitation, which would have been awesome, but talk about from your early years, what was going on even at four years old? Well, you know, I, I, my parents were pastors, and they're still both active in ministry. But when I was four years old, uh, we, my sister, my mother, and I were driving to Florida, and we were listening those days. It was cassette tapes. And we were listening to a cassette tape of some worship music, and the glory of God came all over me. And uh, it was unlike anything I'd ever experienced. Of course, I was four, but I asked my mother, I said, could you rewind that song and listen to it again? And as she did, the Holy Spirit just began to bubble up and began to speak through me. Now, thank God I had parents that encouraged me in this and didn't say, oh, you're just mumbling over there, but began to say, that's the Holy Spirit. They knew what was happening. And so as she began to encourage me in it that night, I remember going back to uh, our, our hotel room and uh, getting in the bath, and I just kept praying in the Holy Ghost, and I kept praying all during that trip. And then when I came home, I began to go to my room, and we had I had nightly prayer meetings. Uh, all my life, I loved music. I was a worship leader before I became a preacher or a pastor, but uh, I loved worship. I loved music from the time I was born, really, until now. And so I would go to my room as a small child, and I would begin to give the Lord a concert. I would sing every song I knew at the top of my lungs. And I just thank the Lord for my heritage because my parents could have been like, you know, be quiet. You're too loud up there. Because I'm telling you, it wasn't quiet. I'm loud now, but I was really loud then. <laughs> and uh, I would begin to worship the Lord. And as I began to worship, he began to come into the room. His glory would begin to fill my room as I began to worship. 
And so then I would go to prayer, and I would begin to pray. And uh, I just had so many experiences with the glory of God because I found something very uh, principal found in the Word of God is that when you begin to seek Him, the Word says you will find Him. So even as a child, when I began to seek Him, I began to find Him. And, uh, you know, His presence and His glory just impacted my life to where you can never settle for anything less than the glory of God. And Andrew, what I've learned from what you taught about this early years, these early moments in the Lord, is that that basically laid the foundation and carried you through your whole life. It absolutely did. It taught me the importance of prayer and the importance of the secret place, because it's in the secret place where we empty ourselves and we're filled with His presence. And it's that tasting of His glory in those earliest years of my life that would carry me through through every trial, through every adversity, through everything I would go through in my life, and it really impacted me. It was, you know, I was a a small child in love with Jesus. I, I can't remember a time when I wasn't in love with Jesus, but I was so in love with Jesus, and I can remember times where I would have tears just streaming down my face, and I would cry out to him and just say, Lord, use me. Please allow me to tell people about you. I love you so much. And it was really during those times that my my ministry was birthed because, you know, he took those cries seriously. He doesn't look at us as a four-year-old child. Well, that's just silly. No, he heard the cry of my heart, and he began to answer the cry of my heart. Now, I didn't know at that time the journey that it would take me down. I didn't know things that I would have to go through and, and, and the fire that I would have to walk through. However, I knew the love of Jesus and the passion for His glory that I experienced, and it has forever shaped my life, and it's never left me in 42 years. Now, let's fast forward. The, you wrote this new book called The Triple Threat Anointing, which is very powerful, and uh, you're going to define that in a moment. But you were in a meeting uh, where the Holy Spirit began to move in this triple threat anointing, uh, if you could talk about that meeting, what happened, and then and then define what this triple threat anointing looks like for everybody. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's available now. It's not just happening someday. It's available today to every believer. God desires for us to walk in this. Uh, when I first started pastoring, I was preaching one Sunday morning. And I was preaching on a series on the miracles of Jesus. And uh, I was preaching, and I'll never forget, a woman who was sitting on my left. Uh, I sensed a commotion over there. And I didn't know if it was someone getting up to go to the bathroom. I didn't know if it was a child that was misbehaving. So I kept on preaching, and I was trying to preach through it or preach over it. But then I finally heard what she was saying, and she was saying, I'm healed. I can see. I can see. And when she did, I turned around to her, and I knew that this woman had been dealing with an eye condition. She was legally blind, and it was worsening. The The, the doctor's report did not look well because it, it kept getting worse and worse. And when she said, I'm healed, I can see, when she said those words, I heard the Holy Spirit say, you're done preaching. 
and for a preacher, that's not always something you want to hear. But he said, "I'm you're done preaching. I want you to open up the altars." And so as we began to open up the altars, people began to fill the altars, and we began to pray for the sick, and miracles began to take place. Breakthrough began to happen. You know, another time, talking about the triple threat anointing uh, in our service. We were having a conference, and so we had just experienced the glory of God in a powerful way. But uh, we had opened the altars, and people had come to receive salvation. Whatever needs there was, we, we opened the altars for them to come. And so many received Jesus Christ that night as their Lord and Savior. But two stories in particular <clears throat> stand out to me, and that was one lady who had come, and she was bound by a demonic spirit. I mean, you could see it all over her. The demonic spirit was beginning to manifest. It was uh, agitated by the, the presence of God that was in the room. And so my team and I, we began to pray for this lady, for her freedom. And uh, we began to declare that she is free by the blood of Jesus. And, and we began to lead her through a prayer of deliverance. And as we did, she suddenly began to to vomit. Uh, it wasn't if if you've dealt with deliverance at all, you know that this vomit is not a regular vomit. The smell is different. The the look is different. She began to vomit up that demonic spirit, and you can literally see the the pain and the torment that have been etched on her face or the look that she had. She, you could actually see the freedom as it began to manifest and just the glory of God that began to shine round about her. And uh, she became totally free that night. And, and then another woman, the same night, I'm telling you, there was nothing more that you can describe that the triple thread anointing was present in this service. Another woman who was there, she had come to the altar. And, and to my knowledge, no one had even prayed for her. But she was uh, bent over because she had a spinal condition, and she was bent over. But she began to worship right there in the altar. And when she began to worship, she lifted up both hands to Jesus. And when she began to lift up her hands, she said she heard a click or a pop begin to happen. And she actually thought she had injured herself because she wasn't supposed to uh, raise both hands and she wasn't supposed to stand up straight. But when she heard that pop, she realized that all the pain had gone. And she came up to me after the service and she said, uh, no one's prayed for me, but I was down at the altar worshiping and the Holy Spirit touched me. And she said, as I began to worship, I felt my spine pop. And I am healed. I, I, I feel no more pain in my body. And so she was healed that night because the Holy Spirit touched her. And, Andrew, it's now, all because of this triple threat anointing that you're talking about. Now, define that for the people at home. Okay. And the, the triple threat anointing is the anointing for healing, salvation, and deliverance. It is, uh, it is anointing that's available to every believer you know, it comes through the secret place with God. Back in May of 2019, I had a dream. I had been preaching a series at my church uh, called The New Move of God. He had given me a revelation that there is coming a move of God, and we're to be a part of this new move of God. And so I've been preaching this series, and uh, May 
of 2019, I went to sleep one night. I had a dream. It was the most vivid dream that I've ever had. It, it was the most realistic, vivid dream that I've ever had. I knew it was a God dream. I knew it was a God revelation. And in my dream, Jesus took me to stadiums that were filled to capacity. I mean, they were, it wasn't thousands. It was tens of thousands of people filled to capacity. And he took me to this stadium. And in this stadium, Jesus and I were standing at what I can only describe as the concession area. It was the area at the top of the stadium that surrounded the stadium. And we were looking down. And he shifted my focus to look down at the, 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 the stadium. And as I began to look, I saw thousands of people, not just hundreds, not just a few thousand. I'm talking tens of thousands of people that began to run. They were running to the altar. They weren't taking their time politely getting to the altar. They were running out of desperation. They were running out of hunger. They were running towards the altar. And he allowed me to see into the spirit realm. And I could actually see people going from darkness to light. I could see the transformation happening as they began to receive Jesus as their Savior. And then I looked again. And when I looked again, I saw what can only be described as a wave of healing or a tsunami of healing. Once again, it wasn't just, you know, 10 people or 100 people. It was stadium full field people receiving the wave of healing. They were uh, getting out of wheelchairs. They were being healed in their bodies. Cancers were falling out of them, falling off of them. Uh, growths were falling off of them. Uh, I, I can't describe it. I don't have the words to accurately describe what I was seeing, but it was a tsunami of healing, waves of healing that was taking place. And I was just standing in awe or amazement. And I looked at Jesus and just like with a look of, I can't believe what I'm seeing. And he looks at me and he says, look again. And so when I looked again, I saw this stadium filled with people and they were held captive by the enemy. There was uh, chains, heavy chains that were wrapped around them and, and they would try to lift up their hands and worship to him. And every time, Every time that they would lift up their hands, I would see demonic spirits that would pull on the weight of those chains, and they become they became immobile and more restricted. Anytime they would try to worship, they became more restricted because these demonic spirits were pulling on their chains. I saw them as they tried to lift up their voice to begin to worship him, and when they began to lift up their voice, these demonic spirits would come and, and muzzle their mouths to where they could not say or, or worship, and they could not do anything. And, and in my heart, I remember so well, uh, my, my mind, I was thinking, Jesus, help them. They're in torment. And just as I was thinking those thoughts, immediately, suddenly, the glory of God invaded that, that stadium, and chains began to break off of their life. Demonic spirits began to vanish. Those, those same demonic spirits that were tormenting them had to go, as in just something that was in total amazement, was these same people who were captive the moment before were now suddenly set free, and they 
was amazing to me because I love music, but it was the most amazing sound of worship that I've ever heard. It was a new sound. I, I can only think it must have been like the sound of heaven's worship because it was so amazing that the harmony, it was like a choir that had been rehearsing for years. They, they were in perfect harmony together as they were worshiping. And there, Jesus, he was receiving all of the worship. They began to lift up the most beautiful worship to him. And I looked at Jesus and I said, I've never seen anything like this before. Because I'm used to stadium meetings. I've, I've been a part of stadium meetings. I've seen it, you know, where they're heavily focused. Usually they're heavily focused on one area. Either it's salvation or, or healing or deliverance. But in this meeting, there were all three, and the Holy uh, Jesus looked at me, and I'll never forget, Ryan, how he said it. He said it to me like this. He said, I said, I've never seen anything like this before, and Jesus looked at me with great excitement, and what I can only describe as almost giddiness, he said to me, I know it's a triple threat movement. Wow. And it was just such a powerful thing when he said it. it was like he had been waiting to release this movement for generations or for years. And I, I woke up and to be honest with you, I was kind of puzzled at, at the name that he named it, the triple threat movement. Now I'm used to triple threat being used in, in the entertainment world because, you know, they'll refer to an actor who can, sing and act and dance as a triple threat or even, you know, a, a sportsman that, that can play many sports or, or different things as a triple threat. But I'd never heard that term referred to in the church world or in the things of God. And so I began to pray into this and I began to say, God, what are you saying to me? What are you showing me that's happening, that, that is coming? And he spoke to me and he said, it's not just coming but it's available now. He reminded me of the importance of the number three. Do you want me to go into the number yeah, three? Yeah, please here? do. Yes, sir. The number three is, is one of God's perfect number. It's a, it's a picture in Scripture of wholeness, completeness. It's the number of God, the number of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's also the number of man. He's made in three different parts, the body, the soul, and the spirit. Three is also the number of the resurrection. He began to speak to me and he said, what I showed you in the triple threat anointing and the triple threat movement is available now. He said, Jesus moved in this triple threat. Uh, so I began to study it out and I began to study out more what he was saying there. And he said, I want you to see what is about to take place because there is coming a new move of God that is marked by my glory. There is an army that is rising up of believers that will be filled with this triple threat anointing and that will not only carry the glory of God, but that will release the glory of God wherever they are. It's not going to be just the known people or those that have been given great platforms. In fact, it's going to be armies of those people that will go into Walmart and begin to release the glory of God, that will go in the church building and release the glory of God. Believers that are filled, much like Jesus was filled with this 
triple threat anointing. Everywhere he went, he brought healing, salvation, and deliverance. He operated in this anointing that brought forth resurrection. In this third-day movement, because it is a third-day movement, Three is also the number of resurrection. Jesus rose on the third day. There's a third day movement where there is going to be resurrection. I just feel this right now in my spirit that those of you listening to this broadcast, God is saying to you today that there is going to be a a resurrection of promises that have laid dormant, prophetic words that seem like they were never coming to pass. Some of you have waited for years and years, maybe even decades, and you thought, God, is it not going to happen? I'm here to tell you today, not one word from God will return void, but it will accomplish whereunto he has sent it. This is a resurrection day for you. This anointing is bringing forth resurrection in your life. He says you have cried tears of mourning. Many of you have gone through attacks of the enemy. You have gone through things that have stopped or hindered the promises of God from coming forth. But he says you are going from mourning, mourning and grief to your mourning time. The Bible says weeping endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You are going from mourning in grief to the morning of rejoicing, to the morning of resurrection. You know, one of the greatest examples is is the woman with the issue of blood. When she touched the hem of his garment, the word says that the virtue flowed out to her. The power of God flowed out to her to heal her. He said, who touched me? And the disciples were in amazement because they said, who touched you? Jesus, look at all the, the, the people who are thronging you. Look at all the great crowd. He said, yes. But someone touched me. Someone pulled on that anointing. Someone made a demand on the virtue. See, I believe many of you right now, you're hearing this, and the Spirit of God is rising up in you. And he says, as you begin to make a demand on the virtue, the power of God is flowing to you. He said, your faith has made you whole, is what Jesus said to her. That word wholeness, According to the Strong's Concordance, it's the Greek word sozo, which means to save, deliver, protect, heal, preserve, do well, make whole. When Jesus said, your faith has made you whole, in essence, he was saying, the triple threat anointing has hit your life, and you have experienced the power of the triple threat anointing. This is so good, Andrew, and and th- I'm really learning even more uh, about the triple threat anointing, anointing and how that's for everybody. Every one of us can be walking in this. And uh, tell the people at home about your brand new book. What is it? What are they going to learn? And what is it going to do for them? In this book, I do an in-depth study on the triple threat anointing because not only did Jesus walk in it, and not only will we walk in it when we see the great awakening, but it's going to bring about the great awakening. When the army of God begins to rise up and move out in healing, salvation, and deliverance, and this anointing, we're going to see souls saved in masses. We're going to see great healings and deliverance. And it's not only for the church house or the the houses of prayer or or in stadium gatherings, but it's available for believers to walk in in Walmart or, or in the grocery store or in the restaurant, wherever people are gathered, they're going to be 
led by the Spirit of God. The Bible says that we are the sons of God that are led by the Spirit of God. So they're going to be led by the Spirit of God to operate in this anointing. In this book, you're going to discover that not only did Jesus walk in it, because some of you may be saying, of course Jesus walked in it, but but we're human. We're, we're flesh and blood. How are we supposed to walk in it? Well, not only did Jesus walk in it, but Jesus commanded the disciples to walk in the triple threat anointing. He told them, he said, I want you to preach the kingdom of God is at hand. That's the message of salvation. He commanded them to heal the sick. That's healing. He told them to cast out devils, which is deliverance. See, this anointing was given to the disciples. And like the other gifts of the Spirit, it has not passed away with the apostles. No, it is still available to the believers today. God desires for us all to be filled with this anointing so that we can bring forth a movement like this world has never seen before. You see, my friend, those of you who are listening to this, you already have this anointing in you. And Andrew brings it out, uh, how to walk in it, how to recognize it, how to be used by God through it. And uh, you need to get a hold of this brand new book. And he did an exclusive three CD set for us called Living in Triple Blessing. You don't want to miss this. Now, Andrew, going back to the move of God that's coming, uh, that the Lord's really impressed upon your heart. You teach that it's really marked by the glory of God. Talk about that. Yes. You know, I was praying into this, into this, this dream and this vision, because when the Lord began to reveal to me, it's not just coming one day. He's saying, start moving in it today. Uh, I began to pray. And as a pastor, I lead lead a church here in, in Chattanooga, Tennessee. When I was thinking on this and I was praying into this word, Uh, the Holy Spirit began to reveal to me that his gifts are making a comeback in the church. See, I've been an itinerant minister since I was 12 years old. I began to homeschool and I began to sing in in churches and camp meetings, and and, and I've been a little bit everywhere. Uh, But I would see the restrictions sometimes that churches would place on the moving of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, you would put time limits on it or, or, you know, we have to move this way. We can't offend anyone. And, of course, you know, as an itinerant minister, you, you submit to the authority of the house. But he began to show me how that uh, the Holy Spirit has been grieved by man's way of doing things. See, sometimes I think we believe as leaders of ministries or, or organizations that we know what's best. It's almost like we have an attitude of, we've got this thing. We want you, God, but we have it under control. But that's not what's taking place now. God is saying it is time for the gift of the Spirit to make a comeback. No longer will they be relegated to a back room somewhere where we can't offend anybody. We can't cast the devil out of anybody because that might offend Sister Susie over here, and we need for her to sow her ties into the offering. We don't want to offend this person over here uh, by breaking open our worship, and we got to make sure that we're out in one hour exactly. He's saying that is no longer going to be relevant. In fact, people are hungry for the supernatural power of God. They are looking for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But unfortunately, we have seen a decline in the church moving out in power. We have seen uh, the presence of God replaced with, 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 with production. 
you know, I, I'm all about excellence. I love good lighting and good music and, and all of those things, but it can never be a replacement for the presence or especially the glory of God, because the glory of God is, is not just a feeling. It's not an Old Testament thing. Uh, it's an inclusion of everything that is God. Uh, glory is more than presence. It's where the power can be accessed. It's where it can be displayed and where it's granted. It's where miracles begin to take place, where true uh, encounters with his glory that changes the lives of people begin to take place. It's what I experienced when I was four years old, when I experienced the glory of God. And so I know that in this hour that churches are going to take a shift away from just production and take a shift into welcoming the glory of God. And I know that we are even seeing it now, and we're going to begin to see that more and more. Now, Andrew, as we begin to walk in this triple threat anointing, as you described, uh, I love how you say that our yes to God can change the world. Talk about that. Yes. Well, you know, God is looking. This is not something that he He doesn't want to do. I want the the listeners to understand. This is not something that we are praying that God is sitting up there saying, no, I don't want to give them the glory of God. No, I don't want to experience this anointing. I don't want them to be changed. Uh, Rather, he is sitting there. When I saw my vision, he was so excited and so, uh, you know, I use the word giddy because of lack of words that I could use to explain. It's like he had been anticipating this. He's been waiting. He desires to flow through everyday believers. He wants to flow through through people that maybe the world has counted out. Maybe the church has said, no, there's no way. They had a, a drug addiction, or, or I know they come from the wrong side of the track. He's just looking for someone that will say, yes, God. The prayer that I prayed, even as a small child, when I was four and five years old, I wanted to people about you. He's looking for someone that will say yes to him, that will say, God, I want your plan. I want your will. I want you to flow through me. I want to empty myself and my own selfish motives and desires. I want to say yes to your glory. I want to say yes to your presence. It's what Moses experienced when he experienced the glory in the burning bush. And and God spoke to him and said, I want you to go back to Egypt. He didn't want to go back to Egypt. He had built the desert life. He had built the white picket fence. He had the wife. He had the, the job. He didn't want to do that. But he experienced the glory of God. And once you experience his glory, your yes comes a lot easier. And he said, yes, I will go. And And we know how that turned out. He set the people of God free. God is looking for some believers today, not next week. Come on, don't put it off till next year. He's looking for you today, right now, that will say yes to God. Your yes will open a door for you that no man can shut. He says, I have good thoughts for you. I have an expected end for you. I am looking for you to say yes to me. And so I believe right now, even as listeners are listening, I believe the Holy Spirit is piercing hearts. He's tugging at some hearts right now. And he's saying, you've had it your own way long enough. But will you say yes to me? Because that yes is going to unlock a glory realm that you have never experienced before. 
Andrew, speaking of saying yes, you have a testimony at your church, the Ramp Church in Chattanooga, where you had to learn the to be obedient to God's voice, even when it seems strange in the middle of a of a sermon. And again, your yes to God in that moment uh, changed that person's life. What happened? Well, actually, it was in the middle of worship, and uh, we were worshiping. I love. I'm a big worshiper. I love worship. Uh, I was a worship leader before I was a preacher. And so uh, in our church, worship is a very important part of our service. And uh, we were worshiping. And the glory of God just invaded the room. Uh, you just could sense it. People were beginning to weep, uh, you know, kneeling down before the Lord at the altar and begin to travail and, and call upon the Lord. And I was sitting on the front row and I hear the Holy Spirit say, I want you to go up and to begin to move in the gifts of the Spirit. Now, as a pastor and a leader of a ministry, uh, I, I put great importance on the Word. Come on, we need the Word of God. The Word of God, there's fresh daily bread. So I, I believe in serving uh, up the people that God has put under my care. I believe for them to feast. I don't want... Uh, anemic, anorexic believers. I want them to be fat on the Word of God. And and so I was having this dialogue with the Holy Spirit, uh, and I was explaining to Him how I needed to, to preach the Word, receive the offering, and then I would move in the gifts of the Spirit. And I'll never forget, He spoke very sternly to me, and He said, if you want to continue and do it your way, then I'll leave and you can continue the service on your own. But if you will say yes to me, then I will move this morning. And so he knew that got me because I never want to minister out of flesh or out of a vacant place. So he knew that 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 saying of that he would leave and let me do the service on my own uh, would get me into obedience. So I immediately went up on the platform and began to release uh, words of knowledge, and I had words of knowledge about uh, a healing that was taking place, and a grandmother uh, in our church had, had walked in with a cane bent over, and as I released the word of knowledge, she threw down the cane, and I'll never forget where she was standing in our church. She threw down the cane, and God healed her instantly, and that brought a wave of healing into that service that day. And you know, many other illustrations that I could refer to in my ministry, but that one was so impactful for me that, that the Holy Spirit was saying, I have control over this service. I'm just looking for you to say yes. So this triple threat anointing is not something we have to work up. It's not something we have to do or make happen. It is just saying yes to God and allowing the Holy Spirit to flow through us the way He desires to flow through us. Now, Andrew, you're raising up your own family to follow in your footsteps as you follow God, as the Bible says. Uh, you have a story, a precious story about your daughter uh, encountering God. What happened? Well, my daughter, she was uh, five years old at the time, and I have a little room above my garage, and I call it my upper room because that's where I, I go to pray. That's where I go to study for the services. And so I was up there praying, as I normally do, and I was— it was just a heavy time or a weighty time in the spirit. And uh, I was kneeling before the Lord and he was there. And all of a sudden I hear the creaking of the door 
and I look up, and it's it's my daughter who was five years old. Her name is Juliana, and she looks in, and my immediate response was to tell her, "Honey, go downstairs. Daddy's praying right now, and I'll come play with you in just a moment." And as those words left my mouth, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and He said to me, "Your daughter." needs to see her father pray. She needs to experience this encounter. I want her to be familiar with my presence. So I, I went to her and I said, come back in. I want you to come in here. And I'll never forget, she had a little plastic crown on her head, and she had she brought in her a little drum that someone had given her. And so she began to, to pound the drum to the beat of the worship music that I had on. And I began to weep in the presence of the Lord because it was so strong. And I began to, to weep and, and lay down in his, in his glory. And as I did, she came over and laid beside me, and she began to weep. And I thought, you know, oh, that's so cute. She's imitating me. And then I heard the Holy Spirit say, she's not imitating you. I am putting my hand upon her, and today she will be filled with the Holy Ghost and be given her prayer language. He said, I want you to lay your hands on her and explain to her what is happening right now. And so I began to lay my hands on her. And as I did, I felt the fire of the Holy Spirit begin to flow through my hands. And immediately, I mean, it wasn't, uh, it was an immediate, she began to speak with other tongues. And I'm telling you, we laid there, I don't know how long, probably a few hours just worshiping and praising the Lord. And to this day, she is one of my greatest intercessors. I, I go to her and I say, you know, pray with daddy. I want you to pray with me right now. And so uh, that was just an incredible experience that the Holy Spirit allowed me to have. And that was to pray with my own daughter, my natural daughter, to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So, friend, you are listening to Andrew Talk about a life filled with the triple threat anointing, living in the blessing of God. Because of what he's learned in the secret place with God, is all carrying over in every area of his life. Andrew, we just have a moment left. Would you pray for the people at home, whatever's on your heart? Absolutely. Lord, right now, I come into agreement with my brothers and sisters. I sense a hunger that is being stirred up in them right now as they listen. I thank you, Lord, that you said that when we seek after you, that we will find you. And today, God, these seekers that are seeking after you, I thank you for releasing a new glory in their life like they have never experienced before. I release an impartation of this truth threat anointing to begin to rise up in them. I thank you no longer will they be called ordinary, but they are called the called of the Most High God. They are called the anointed of the Most High God, and they will go in power, demonstrating the power of God. Right now, release your anointing to heal sick bodies. I just sense right now a wave of healing. Some of you have dealt with infirmities in your body, and right now the Holy Spirit is touching your body. I command sickness to go. I command torment and depression to go now in the name of Jesus. I say release the anointing Holy Spirit. Release the glory of God in their homes, wherever they are standing, sitting right now. Release the glory of God. Fill their lives. 
I thank you it's not only for them, but it's for the next generation and the next generation. I thank you for this next wave of glory that is coming upon your people even now in the name of Jesus. Amen. You have been listening to Messianic Vision with our guest Andrew Tao, and here's Sid to tell you how you can get the special resource. God showed Andrew Tao a dream of the next move of God, the triple threat move. In Andrew's brand new book, The Triple Threat Anointing, he declares as a prophetic announcement that God wants to use ordinary people to be equipped with the triple threat anointing and become carriers of the glory of God that will become a worldwide movement. Andrew also created a brand new exclusive three CD set, Living in Triple Blessing, where he shares and imparts the blessings that accompany the triple threat anointing in your life. Get ready for the blessing of God to run you down, overtake you, pressed over, Get it. Call now for Andrew's brand new book, The Triple Threat Anointing, and his exclusive three CD set, Living in Triple Blessing, for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. Once again, that's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Andrew's brand new book, The Triple Threat Anointing, and it's an exclusive three CD set, Living in Triple Blessing. Offer a number 9696 for investment of 35 U.S. dollars. Be sure to ask for offer number 9696. Once again, that's offer number 9696.